Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Daybreak, the show where fun ideas and occupations come to life. We're your hosts, Pippa Schrader and Bryn Campbell, and today we'll share an inspirational quote, interview Diane Steele, a graphic design artist and a middle school computer art teacher, and after the announcement break, we will end this episode with the tale of Kathy Sullivan, the woman who made history in both space and the sea. Now, let's get on with the show. It's now time for our inspiring quote to brighten your day and get you brainstorming. An amazing artist and visionary, Georgia O'Keeffe has some wise words on her favorite thing, art. She said, I found I could say things with color and shapes that I couldn't say in any other way, things I have no words for. Now is time to talk to someone who has a lot of experience in art. Recently, our co-host Bryn Campbell sat down with Jan Steele, a computer art teacher and graphic design artist, to talk about her awesome occupation. Take it away, Bryn. Hi, Miss Steele. Hi, Bryn. So, um, what inspired you to get this job? Have you always wanted to do this? Well, you know, that's kind of funny. People take a some some adults take a winding road to get to where they are. So when I went to college, I started out as a math major, and I thought I really wanted to work. I I was good at math, and so I thought that would be a good thing for me to do for a career. And then um, as I went through college, I discovered while I could do math really well, um, I didn't like it as much, and what I really wanted to challenge myself with was art. And so I went into college as a as a math major and came out as an art education major. And then when I started teaching, I started as an art teacher, like an elementary school art teacher. Mm-hmm. And I transitioned to being a computer, um, what was a reach teacher. Some yeah. elementary schools had reach teachers that taught computers. And that's what I did. I taught computers um, at the elementary school. Wow. And it's kind of funny. And then I went from teaching computers at the elementary school. Um, I liked it. I liked working with elementary school students, but uh, it was hard because it was really short sessions and only once a week, and I felt like I couldn't get very far very often. So I really was excited to jump to middle school where I could meet with students every day and Mm -hmm. be able to have have a whole class a longer class period each day so that we could do, we could dig in deeper with computer projects. And then after teaching a while of computers, um, our former principal asked me to start, he, he knew I was certified as an art teacher and he asked me to start teaching computer art. And now I'm, so now I teach computer art and computer technology. So, some of my classes are computer classes, mm-hmm. and some of my classes are computer art. So it's been kind of a wiggle waggle kind of road yeah. to get to teaching what I'm teaching now. So it definitely wasn't something I knew I was going to do a long time ahead of time. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I when I decided to be a math major, it's kind of funny because I was in high school at the time. Um, trying to decide what I wanted to major mm-hmm. in college. And my parents were saying, well, you want to be a math major. What are you going to do with a math major? And I looked at them and I was like, I don't know. Don't people who, aren't people who are good at math, don't they make, don't they make a good living? 
And they were like, you, you got to figure out what your career is, child. So they took me to a career counselor at, at this college fair I was at. And the college, and the person, the career counselor that was there took one look at me and said, well, you should be a, a math teacher. That way, when you get married and when you have children, your job will match your children's schedule. <laughs> and I was super angry. <laughs> yeah. I am never, I am never getting married. I am never having children. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and my parents were like, okay, math major, fine. Just walk away, walk away. <laughs> and in the end, here I am. I'm a teacher. I have children. I am married. <laughs> but I, I certainly didn't want, that wasn't something that I said, this is what, I, I've always liked working with kids, and I've, I always enjoyed, like, as a kid being a babysitter and mm-hmm. thinking of activities for us to do, so I think cool. that's the continual thing, is that it's really fun working with kids of all ages, because, you know, every every age level has different, um, unique uh, qualities and challenges mm-hmm. and, you know, fun parts to them, so. Awesome. Um, so tell me more about your job and what you do on a daily basis. So my job, uh, being a middle school teacher, is, you know, like, very, there's the before COVID and COVID times, but mm-hmm. um, on a day-to-day basis is getting into school as early as possible. Um, I, I feel like I uh, get this fun job where sometimes I'm managing the candy shop that gets to be, um, I get to be, I get to do the a fun tool and show kids cool tools that the computer can do yeah. for us, whether it's with art or just computer technology, how, how it makes our lives easier. And that like, mm-hmm. if we, if we, if we're clever and we think about it, we can make our lives a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm often exploring new tools that I'm hearing about and trying to integrate that into stuff we're doing in class. Um, so my average day is, you know, getting to school and preparing lessons and mm-hmm. looking and checking technology to see if it's changed at all on us in the last 10 minutes <laughs> because mm-hmm. online tools change pretty quickly. And, um, trying to find ways to make it easier for kids to understand and be able to approach it different directions. Um, so a lot of times I'm um, trying to make things, trying to think of like the best way to deliver instruction to students. Sometimes yeah. uh, it's, sometimes I make something like a Google slideshow to show instructions on how to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I'm making, I try to make short videos because nobody wants to like open a video and see that it's like yeah. 15 minutes long. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'll never watch this. <laughs> um, and if I do have to make something long, then I'll do things like I'll do video editing to make it go at hyper speed so that they, mm-hmm. you know, don't get bored. So there's that kind of stuff. And, working with my partners in advisory and working with yeah. students that way. And yeah, I think that's cool. And then naturally working with kids. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your favorite part of your job and what's the hardest part? Oh, I'd say that the, my favorite part of my job 
is when I'm working with a student and I hear them have an aha moment where they literally like go, oh, and you're like, oh, that's like, you know, it's like gold to me. So whether that's a computer project that we're doing or whether it's a computer art, when I see that or hear that aha moment, it's really fun. Or when kids take something that we're doing and they take it to the next level that I wouldn't have even conceived and they mm-hmm. make more things. Kind of like you did on your last project, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes. where they take it to a different thing and I'm like, oh, that's so cool, that's awesome, mm-hmm. you know. So those are my those are my favorite parts. Probably my worst parts are um, when I can sense that a student doesn't want to be there, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what that reason is why. Sometimes yeah. it's, I'm, I'll hear kids say something like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry. I'm not your entertainer today. I am charged with the job of teaching you something. <laughs> but it's but it's also a bummer because you don't like to see anybody in a place where they don't want to be and you want to figure out why that is. Yeah. So. Um, is graphic designing or computer art hard or can anyone do it and why? Oh, I think a lot of people do design all the time when they're, you know, uh, especially these days when when people are using social media, especially things like Instagram where they're taking pictures and they're trying mm-hmm. to express themselves visually, I think they're doing that. Um, you know, some people have a really good eye for it and they jump into it. Some people spend a lot of time consuming mm-hmm. and they become better at it by looking. You know, just like you become a better writer by being a good reader, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, become a better visual artist when when you spend a lot more time consuming and looking at beautiful things. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I get an idea on that. But there are definitely tools out there that can show you a faster way to get there. Yeah. Um, what is the most interesting thing you've learned working as a computer art teacher? Oh, most interesting. I feel like I learn new things all the time that... Um, that that each one trumps a new one, but maybe I'm pleased too easily. <laughs> so um, finding, I guess, finding new tools all the time mm-hmm. that that bring great results and um, automate the um, drudgery of some of the work that we do. Yeah. So we had, for instance, we were doing a project with the, with my sixth graders where we were taking a photo of ourselves and removing the background. And we used to do it laboriously Mm -hmm. by erasing or using some selection tools. And then I found this tool that, that automatically uses um, artificial intelligence to notice your background and delete it. Mm -hmm. So that was like what made these beautiful crisp edges for people. And that's kind of cool. So those Mm -hmm. kind of things are things that I'm always like, Um, how do you balance work and your outside life? Oh, well, you know, the nice thing is I have a job that kind of has a has a determined start and end of day, mm-hmm. and I try to I try to adhere to that. Um, but I also I feel like because I live in the field of I work in the field of education that. Um, my work, my employer, um, 
understands the priority of family. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's sick or I have to be out, it's an automatic, we get it, and not a, yeah. how could you be gone? <laughs> you can't be gone if your child's sick. So that's, that's really nice. I'm not required to travel for my work ever, um, and it's always by choice. So I get it. I get that nice deal that that career counselor was talking about was you're, <laughs> you're off when your child is off and you're most mm-hmm. of the time. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky on that. And my family, you know, they, they get it that mom's a teacher. So if I'm spending, you know, a Saturday or Sunday grading or getting mm-hmm. student feedback, they, they don't have, you know, that's what they would want out of their teachers. So they all get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has your job changed due to COVID-19, and what is the biggest difference between in-person classes and online classes? Well, yeah, that's, that's been a hard thing because I've, I've gotten to know some. It's been weird for me because um, some of my classes, I didn't ever get to meet my students in person. Yeah. We only met online, and we had a Zoom to meet each other, but... Other than that, we haven't been able to see each other mm-hmm. um, or when people pop in for a Zoom. And and as a, as a consequence of that, I've lost students. So there have been a lot of kids who, since COVID, since we went distance, I they've gone dark. I haven't seen them. And I'm worried. And I've reached out. And, and I'm sure that their families have decided – you know, we're going to make priorities and we're going to try to make it manageable. So Mm -hmm. as far as teaching goes, I feel like um, I certainly wasn't able to to, um, cover all the content I would have done in a face-to-face class. And that's that's a bummer. But at the same time, I don't want to push people to the point of exhaustion Mm -hmm. or, or burn anybody out. So trying to find that balance of what's enough and what's not too much. And that's different for different kids, but mm-hmm. not wanting to overwhelm anybody. Yeah. Uh, for me, as a teacher, I mean, it's it's kind of nice. I'm with my dog all day, or my dog mm-hmm. follows me around all day, and he's, he's loving it. Um, I've got my kids in my house all day, um, and, you know, I'm able to get outside and go for mm-hmm. a run each morning before work, which I yeah. simply wouldn't have done when we had school starting at 7.20 in the morning. So. Yeah. Um, what were some of the steps you had to take in order to become a computer art teacher, and what are challenges you overcame on the journey? Ah, so steps that happened, it, it, as you heard from my earlier story, yeah. that it, it just got kind of sprung upon me in that there is no certification for being a computer art teacher. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really just considered an art teacher for my art classes and a computer teacher for my computer classes. Um, so my steps were, you know, uh, being certified as a, as an art teacher in, in Wisconsin got me mm-hmm. in there as an art teacher. Um, and I think just my natural, my love of working with technology and how I like it when it makes my life easier and mm-hmm. lets me be more expressive without having to do the mundane or, you know, repetitive parts of, mm-hmm. of art. So. Were there any people that helped you on the journey? 
definitely, definitely. Um, my number one people were, uh, there's a teacher who I worked with back when I first started teaching. She was um, a science teacher who taught computers, and her name is Mrs. Vogel. And she she's now, she's now retired, but she was a science teacher, and she taught technology, and she said, hey, come teach technology with me. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of work together, and she got me into that. And then when I came back to teaching art, I would say my number one person has been um, Sarah McRae, an art teacher at our school, yeah. who's a fabulous artist and really generous with her time and, mm-hmm. and with sharing ideas. Awesome. What kind of projects do your students do, and which is your favorite to teach? Uh, my, <laughs> that's always hard. I try to save my favorites for the end of the quarter, the semester, whatever mm-hmm. we're doing. So... For instance, with sixth graders, we're doing um, a photo animation where we take a photo of ourselves mm-hmm. and um, digitally manipulate it and find different colors and find complementary colors. And that one's really fun. Um, with my eighth graders, they usually wrap up one of their, uh, let's see, their end of the semester, we didn't get to do it this year, was digital photography. And we do silly stuff where we do kind of, um, we take our photos and make something called disproportionate, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a honey I shrunk the kids or honey I blew mm-hmm. up the kids, where you make yourself really big, really small, or we do a where mm-hmm. am I, where you like, I don't know, maybe you put yourself um, on a stage with your favorite band, or maybe mm-hmm. you put yourself um you know, with your favorite soccer team, like you're part of their, their soccer team. Yeah. And then we do another one. So it's animated me, where am I, and who's in school, where we take a special, uh, a really famous person and put them in school, make it look mm-hmm. like they're really in school. So I had one student once who did one where she took the TV show Sherlock, mm-hmm. and she morphed her head to be on one of the characters from that mm-hmm. TV show. And it looked so real. It was like we printed out an 8x10 glossy, and it was it looked like it was her. So it was really cool. <laughs> cool. Um, would you recommend this job to other people? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, if you love working with, student, with kids, with students, I mean, that's the biggest thing. You have to like being around kids. And there are some people, sadly, who don't. And if you don't get joy from that, then I don't think you'd get joy from the job mm-hmm. because you're, you know, you want to, you're the clients, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I love that. I, I sometimes get sad because I don't feel like the teaching profession is the most respected res- profession these, these days, mm-hmm. but I still think it, you just get so much, um, so much of a reward out of working and working with kids and trying to make the world better. Yeah. Um, have you ever made a hard decision on this job? How did it play out? I don't know. Um, I can't think of a time that I have had to make a tough decision with my job. A lot of times it's kind of um, my work is assigned to me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, whenever... Whenever there's a choice to be made of, you know, if it affects a student, it's how can I, how can we do the most good? 
and how can we do the least harm? Yeah. You know, how can we grow a person? And then I think it's pretty evident what the choice would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our last question, what is your definition of success? Hmm. I think the definition of success is, um, you know, are you making a difference in the world? Are you making a positive difference in the world? Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. That was a great interview. Well, it's great chatting with you, Bryn. Thanks, Jan and Bryn, for that awesome interview. Now it's time for the break, but when we get back, we're going to be talking about Kathy Sullivan, the woman who made her story in both space and sea. Support for this show comes from DNM Graphic Novel Library. DNM Graphic Novel Library is a library subscription service for kids, teens, and maybe even adults too who love graphic novels. This is going to be a summer subscription service that costs $7 a month and will be graphic novels delivered to your door every single week. Sounds pretty cool. Make sure to wait for details on this show, so stay tuned. Thanks, and now back to the show. Welcome back to Daybreak. I'm co-host Pippa Schrader. This week, we have a very special news story to share with you about a woman making history in sea and space. This woman's name is Kathy Sullivan, who you may know as the first U.S. woman to complete the spacewalk. Now she's making history by being the first woman to travel seven miles and reach the lowest point in the ocean. These two missions that she accomplished are both examples of a lifelong passion to understand the world around her. Kathy Sullivan was an adventurous and curious little girl, and she wanted to know more about the wider world around her. She had many more interests than what a stereotypical little girl would have, but her parents really inspired her to pursue whatever passion she had. And when she was six, she became fascinated by maps and learning more about the world. She read all of the newspapers and watched all of the exploring TV shows. It was during the time when astronauts first went into space and many undersea discoveries were beginning. At that time, all of these explorers were men, but that didn't bother her. When she was older, she decided to study foreign languages and earth sciences. They are both very male-dominated fields, and she wasn't fully accepted at the school for being a girl. But that didn't stop Sullivan. She started studying oceanography, and then she applied to NASA. She knew the odds were against her becoming an astronaut, but she took the chance. She was accepted into NASA in 1978 as part of the first group of women to do this. Later, she went into space on multiple missions and became the first woman to complete a spacewalk, which is where you go out into the spacecraft to complete a task. After this, she still wanted to inspire, or explore the world more and more, and then she became the first woman to tra- travel seven miles into the deep, deep ocean. Wow, Kathy Sullivan is sure an inspiration. It's definitely one big stop for womankind and for science at the same time. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Daybreak. We're your hosts, Pippa Schrader and Bruin Campbell. We would like to say a big thank you to J.N. Steele, 
who was our interview this week, and to John Schrader, who helped with editing together this episode and past episodes. Also to Ripley's Believe It or Not for supplying us with our news story this week, and to everyone out there listening to this podcast, thank you so much for supporting us in any way you can. Thanks so much again for listening to this week's episode of Daybreak, and Pippa, signing off. <laughs>